For me, it's 8.28 p.m. on June 21st, 2022. But for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by RPGera.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I am your host, Kyle, and with me in my ever-evolving second chair is the host of The Story Of with Reagan Snyder and making her debut on The Media Files. Reagan, welcome to The Media Files. Thank you. So happy to be here. This is a long time coming. I feel like we've we've tried to have you on a couple times and it just didn't work out. Yeah. But adult here we stuff, are. you know, parenthood. Finally got you on. And now you are the host of your own podcast and have been for a couple months now called The Story Of with Reagan Snyder. Yes. You give us a give us a quick rundown of the story of. The story of is just stories of different people and events that I think are interesting. I want to say it has no rhyme or reason to it, but there is a little bit because it's I wanted to kind of mix it up when I started it, but at the end of the day, I really like true crime, and that's kind of what it's turning into, a true crime podcast. Although I did do an episode of, of uh, Walt Disney a couple weeks Walt ago. Walt Disney. So, right. you know. The biggest criminal. Steals yes, all our money. You know how he, you know how he fits into the crime, true crime. You know true what, though? Crime. I think that, obviously, there's a huge market for that. True crime podcasts are huge, and like true crime documentaries and shows, and Lindsay is a huge fan of that. She listens to your podcast all the time. I've listened to every episode so far oh, because I think you do a really you good job. Good folks. I, well, I think it's a good podcast. I think it's a good show. I think it's really interesting, so I, like, you. I like listening yeah, to I it. Yeah, I feel like so. there's this big, on Netflix and stuff, right? Netflix and Hulu, there's all sorts of documentaries and stuff now, so I'm just one of the many, but it's a good You're, time. But that's okay. It's yeah. a it's a big it's a big playing field there. A lot of people are into it, and uh, I like the show. So everybody, if you're listening, go check out the story of with Reagan Snyder. It's a uh, I I think I listen. I think it's available pretty much everywhere because I get it on Spotify and on Castbox, which I use to download podcasts. Okay, so. yeah, it should be. I uh, my most of my listeners are from Apple Apple Podcasts, but I do know it's on all. It should be on everything. So well, I don't have Apple Podcasts. Yeah, you're not because an Apple I use guy. the superior. Learning telephone mm, we're not going to get into that tonight. we won't we won't start a fight at the beginning of this episode no maybe later maybe after the microphones are off that'll be after recording that'll be in the yes, post party absolutely this week on the media files we are talking about Lightyear. there's a star Lightyear is the prequel slash sequel to the Toy Story series starring the original story of the confused toy astronaut Buzz Lightyear. Stranded on an alien planet, Buzz attempts multiple lightspeed jumps to help his colony return home and in doing so, loses four years with each flight until eventually a ship full of robots led by the evil Emperor Zurg attacks. Lightyear was directed by Angus McLean and stars Chris Evans, Kiki Palmer, Peter Sohn, James Brolin, Taika Waititi, and others. It was released in the United States on June 17th, 2022. And we did go watch this on theaters, and uh, you were with us. Yeah. We all saw it together. It's a good time. 
which was an exciting, exciting, fun time. Uh, you had your kids there. I had my kids there. It's a lot of me trying to control my kids. and it, it was, you know what, though? That's just what happens when you take kids to the movies. I don't know. Your kids are acceptable. pretty good. I was feeling a little self-conscious. Ooh. Ooh, I don't know about all that. Those are big words. Mm, yeah, but, uh, you have good kids. Oh, it was a good well, time, though. I think yours are cute, so there's that. <laughs> That's why they make them cute. That's why they made them cute. How did you feel about overall thoughts your feelings about Lightyear? My feelings about Light Lightyear. I feel like it was definitely worth seeing. I don't know that I would sit down to watch it again. Uh, I would buy it for my kids and have it on in the background for them. Anything that keeps keeps them interested, right? Which I feel like they did. It was a lot of action. Um, as far as I thought it was kind of weird that Chris Evans was Buzz Lightyear and my overall thoughts on that were that I didn't really miss I it didn't feel weird that it wasn't Tim Allen um let's let's but, get right into that because I I do think that that's kind that is kind of a strange point especially with Buzz Lightyear being such an iconic animated character for Disney and Pixar uh and the the voice of Buzz Lightyear being Tim Allen has been that way for I mean nearly 20 years right until Toy Story 4 was released it was still Tim Allen playing Buzz Lightyear and they switched it up for this movie. We got Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear. And I I think that I was kind of expecting to be a little bit more jarred by the change of voice, too. And, and I didn't feel that way. Yeah. I, I mean, I if I hadn't known up front that he was Buzz Lightyear in this, I probably would have not thought about it at all. Would have never... I think I would have caught it wasn't Tim Allen, but I don't think I would have placed Chris Evans right away. But once I know it's Chris Evans, I think it's unmistakably him. And I think that's OK. I, th- I think that with Chris Evans being kind of the and of course, you know, uh, as Captain America, he's become kind of this like archetypal hero of Hollywood cinema, I feel like in many ways. And that fit really well for the role of Buzz Lightyear in this movie, who is in just about every way, I mean, a hero, right? He, he's He's got this, like, maniacal hero complex in this movie where he feels like it's his job to do everything, to save, to, to, to bring these people off of this planet. And I felt like Chris Evans just kind of naturally was a really good role for that, for that. Also, with Chris Evans being just insanely likable and insanely charismatic... I think that fit really well for him. Yeah, I feel like he did a, re- a really great job. And it, it was was it intentional that Tim Allen, do you know the backstory there, why he wasn't the voice of Buzz? I, I don't. It's something I probably could have looked up. He might It might just not have been offered to him because it is, it is mentioned at the beginning of this movie that this is the movie that inspired the Buzz Lightyear toy line in the Toy Story universe, yeah, right? And yeah. so, so I, I think that there may have been a little... You know, when toys are made, they don't get the original actor to voice the toy, right? And so in in some way, is Tim Allen not the original Buzz Lightyear, right? Chris Evans is the original Buzz Lightyear. You know, I I think there might be a little bit of play there. I don't know. In my head, that makes sense. I don't know if that's true or not. I feel like with Disney, they always, everything's on point everything they go above and beyond so i feel like this detail they probably did consider they probably thought if if i thought about it they did yeah yeah absolutely so i didn't look into this movie at all i i don't think i even saw a full trailer on it i saw little snippets here and there and i didn't realize that because i was like why does buzz look weird okay it's got kind of this cool vibe and then 
it wasn't until I sat down and started watching the movie that I realized, oh, this is the movie that inspired Buzz the toy. That's why he looks different. He's a person in the movie. And there is a little text crawl at the beginning of the screen that mentions that, right? Um, Which I think was really intelligent. I thought that was kind of a really cool way to get you into the movie, too. Um, And I got to say, that I went into this movie kind of really hopeful. Number one, it's a Pixar movie. And I think that Pixar almost always, I'm not going to say always, but almost always does a great job. Um, you can you can usually bet that they're going to play a, a, a pretty by the book safe, but very entertaining movie, kind of in the same way that Marvel has for many years. Their, their movies are by the book and they're entertaining and I, I like them. May not may not always be groundbreaking, but I'm going to have a good time and I'm not going to regret the ticket price. Uh, but I, I came out liking this movie and I know a lot of people haven't. It's it's sitting in the mid 50s on Rotten Tomatoes. It kind of flopped in the box office. It pulled about half of the money in the box office that it was expecting to. But I actually really enjoyed it. And, and I, I think coming to it from the perspective of somebody who's a really big sci fi fan, I enjoyed what it was doing. Also, I feel like there were a lot of references and inspirations pulled from other sci-fi properties. I, I mentioned the time jump when he gets into the ship. Every every time he flies that ship, four years pass. I mean, felt very much like Interstellar. Yeah. The way that he is dedicated to this core of Space Rangers felt very Star Trek to me. Felt very much like Starfleet in many ways in Star Trek. Um, there's a lot of kind of Star Wars sensibilities in the way that certain things are presented. Uh, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Kubrick's masterpiece that everybody knows. I, I think that there's a lot of different pieces. And to take my kids to see this, it almost felt like I was taking them f- for for baby's first sci-fi movie. <laughs> yeah. Right? This yeah. was this was kind of the, the introduction to all of those concepts that are so popular in other franchises. And, and for that, I thought it worked really, really well. Um, we know who Buzz Lightyear is as a character from Toy Story, and I don't know that the character of Buzz Lightyear in this movie was fleshed out enough for me. I think that he is mostly one note throughout the whole movie, and that that kind of bothered me in many places. I thought we could have had a lot more growth from him in certain places, but overall, I do think that this was a very fun movie. My kids enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I didn't regret the regret the ticket price at all for this. I'm sure you didn't. Well, that's because I haven't paid you back yet. And you <laughs> I, I need your You're memo. not going to. That's, that's, no. That's besides it's, the point. It's your Father's um, Day gift. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Happy Father's Day uh, yeah. to Jason as well. Oh, right? I'll let him know. He can listen. You know, the, Pixar also seems to have this kind of weird fascination with, and I don't know that it's weird. I, I think every movie studio does this. They have a fascination with creating sequels or prequels with a lot of their existing properties, right? I mean, there's been too many Cars movies. There's one too many Finding Nemo movies, uh, probably one too many Monsters, Inc. movies. And now this is really the fifth movie that's linked True. to the Toy Story universe. Do you feel like they've, I, I mean... Could they have made this not Buzz Lightyear? Could we could we have had something different? Or do you think that it was essential that this was linked to Toy Story in some in some integral way? Uh I I don't think they had to link it. No. I was I was thinking about that while I was watching it because really with Toy Story, like you said, this is the fifth movie, Toy Story movie, 
and really they could go on and on they could do more woody they could do you know there's so many characters that they the could the original dive woody into. show yeah right yeah so why buzz did, did it start out as let's do a buzz lightyear movie did it start out let's do this kind of sci-fi thing for kids and then it veered into why don't we just make it about buzz lightyear you know i I think it probably again, you know, if you if you link it to an already popular property, then you're likely to turn heads a little more, right? Because everybody knows who Buzz Lightyear is. Yeah. I almost felt though watching this movie that this might have been a little stronger in certain parts had it not been a Buzz Lightyear movie, right? Had this just yeah. been a, a brand new property with a space ranger, you don't have to call him a space ranger, call him whatever you want. But I felt like we might have had a, a better property in, in to some degree, at least, um, though I do want to say that there are some very touching moments that draw on the to infinity and beyond uh, catchphrase of, of Buzz course. Lightyear. Right. There there was a moment in this movie where I was, I mean, wiping tears from my face. Genuinely, there's <gasps> you a very cried a little bit. I, I did not cry a little bit. I cried a lot, a lot of it at one point in this movie. Wait, which uh, which part? Well, I don't want to say because it does. It is a spoiler. It's a spoiler alert! It is a spoiler. I'll tell you after we okay. finish recording. But okay. I did cry, um, and and I think that the added characters were really good too. I think that you know Taika Waititi's character uh, Socks, the robot cat, who I thought was going to be incredibly annoying, actually turned out to be a really enjoyable part of the film for me. Um, and and none of those tied to Toy Story, right? And so I I think we probably could have had a standalone property here. But that being said, I, I liked it for what it was. I, I don't know that this is going to go down in Pixar's, you know, pantheon of great films either. Mm-hmm. I don't think it I goes agree. on the Mount Rushmore of of Pixar films. If I mean, would you put this in your top four or five Pixar films of no, all time? No, no. It's worth a watch, but no. I, for me, it was just kind of okay. I thought it was cute. I thought it was a cute idea. But the Sox character, I thought they could have done more with with okay. socks i it was he was a cute character but i don't know he kind of fell short for me a little bit see i thought they did socks just right um there was i they didn't do too much socks and i think had they gone a little too far it would have gotten very annoying very quickly and they didn't i thought that i thought peter Sohn socked uh voiced socks really really well i thought the voice was spot on it was just very dry um which was perfect but uh no i thought there was the right amount of socks in this movie personally Uh, what made you think that it was going to be annoying because sidekicks have the tendency to be that way i think for me sometimes especially like talking animal sidekicks i think Mm. that's a trope that maybe i don't need any more of yeah but this was it was so robotic and dry in parts that i had a lot of enjoyment out of that it was i don't know subverted a lot of expectations for me in many ways i did not feel as connected to every other character in the film as i did to maybe socks and buzz um and hawthorne but otherwise i i thought that socks was really done done really well i don't think that i put this in my yeah i don't i don't think i put this in my mount rushmore of pixar films either as much even though i enjoyed it more than i think most other people did this doesn't go in my pantheon this doesn't go in my mount rushmore i i think that's reserved for the ratatouilles the wallies the ups and the and the toy story threes right maybe there's i think i think there's a special the incredibles i think you could probably throw in there for me uh ratatouille i actually have ranked as maybe like one of the best animated films of all time really i think it's i think it's incredibly underrated um just it's just so well done but uh 
this one this one kind of falls middle of the pack for me i don't think it's the worst pixar movie that's ever been done but i don't think it's the best either yeah i i was thinking about i feel like disney is very very good at speaking to both kids and parents or just adults in general not even parents and lightyear in in that context was a little bit of a miss in my opinion okay it was just a lot of yeah action for kids an action movie for kids is what it felt like i can i can see that i i do think that there is some depth that could have been added like i said especially yeah. with some of the character development um there is one one particular point though that is being kind of spouted as you've seen on social media i'm sure uh and maybe a little too adult for some people to get into but there is a scene where two characters kiss uh these two characters happen to be married happen to be part of a family and they are both women. So there is a lesbian kiss in this film. Um, some people have have voiced their expressed disinterest or uh, dislike of having this included in the film. Other people have decided that it's a good addition to the film. And having watched the film now, how do you take this this lesbian kiss in the context of the film? And, and how did you perceive it having watched the movie? I think the way that people were talking about it, I actually didn't realize that it was part of this movie that there was a lesbian kiss until the night before we saw it. And I was like, okay, this will be interesting because this is the first time that Disney has done anything like this. I think, I I know they do have a short called Out. Have you seen that? Yes. Okay. So other, other than that, I think this is the first time, especially in a movie. Uh, but it was in the context of a family. It was... Um, they were both grown. I think they're like older at that point. So it wasn't sexual by any means. It was just a moment. It was very brief. And I think it was enough to, to get people talking, but not enough that it was, I, I can't even say controversial because I know some people find this controversial, but to me, it wasn't a big deal. No, I felt a, I felt pretty much exactly the same. It's so brief that if you blink for a quick second, yeah. you miss it. And it is taken in the context of a film, like like we mentioned, those two characters are in a, a loving, committed, multiple year relationship. And it with shows children. their their lives, through, you know, in snippets, right. throughout the years. And this is after they've been together for years and years and years, and it's just very brief and and they kiss and sweet. Uh, and and I watched this movie with my family. My children were with me, and nobody in my family seemed to care at all that this was a part of the film. Uh, none of my kids have. I really it, even noticed, Lindsay. right? Yeah, yeah, Lindsay hasn't mentioned it. Um, I think it was very clear what the intent of this portion of the film was. And, you know, by the kind of the outrage that I've seen from it, I, th- I think I expected something much more passionate, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that's not what we got at all. It was two mm-hmm. characters sharing a quick kiss in the relationship of being in love and sh- having a family with each other. Yeah. Um, something that I thought was fine did not bother me at all. And I and again, I, I think back to Turning Red, which there was a lot of controversy surrounding how that movie approached menstruation and, and you know, a first period that a teenage girl can have. I loved that part of the movie. Oh, me too. I thought it was hysterical and I thought I thought it was tastefully done too. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's anything distasteful about including this kiss in the movie. Again, that's my personal opinion. I my I was fine with my kids seeing it. If you're worried at all about there being a lesbian kiss in this film, 
I, I think tone your expectations down about what this lesbian kiss actually is because it's very brief and very kind of inconsequential to what's going on in the film. And it's totally OK. Yeah. In my opinion. Not a big deal at all. It's I, at the end of the day, it's a kid's movie. You don't want anything to sexualize that. You know, my kids are three and exactly. four. I don't want to talk about anything sexual with them. Remember, yet, this right? is a Disney movie. Yes. Right. This is this is a Disney movie. There There is not like a sex scene going on. Here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. That's my take on it. I want to know what you guys think. Uh, everything we talk about on the Media Files, we do give a very arbitrary and completely stupid rating to. Reagan, how do you arbitrarily rate Lightyear? I would say I would give it six lesbian kisses out of ten. Okay. <laughs> Good. And you know what? I, th- I think that works in many ways, too, because... It, like you said, this movie is kind of immemorable. It was fine. It didn't bother you. And, uh, you know, it, it's just going to kind of go into the library of Pixar movies in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, just like The Kiss did. Yeah, exactly. It was fine. Didn't bother me. Went by. Bada boom. Uh, for me, I, I would rate this like a... I would rate this a, a, a Toy Story 4 out of Toy Story 3 in that, like, it's fine. I, I think I have this in my head about the same as Toy Story 4. I would watch it again, but if I didn't, I wouldn't be super upset. Whereas Toy Story 3, I think, is like the capstone of Toy Story achievements. I think they just reached such incredible heights with Toy Story 3. Um, this is a Toy Story 4. Okay. Uh, can I touch really quick on the Toy Story 3 and 4? Please. Do you feel this way because Toy Story 3 really taps into those emotions and makes you cry a little bit? Toy Story 3 had me bawling. I, but to be fair, I probably cried in Toy Story 4. I can't remember. And I cried in Lightyear. You're, you're a sensitive guy. I'm a really, I'm an easy cry in so movies. So you must uh, you must be. So Toy Story 3 probably had you ugly crying then, huh? Yeah. Because I feel cry. like Toy Story was so great, but for the comedy. I thought the comedy in Toy Story 4 was fantastic. I thought Toy Story 3 was just as fantastic because it really, really taps into those. It's a tearjerker. And it's Well, and I fun. think that... I think that Toy Story 3, too, was aimed perfectly at me. It was aimed at the people who grew up watching Toy Story, which was me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that was Andy being in college, mm-hmm. which is where right, I was where when we Toy were. Story 3 came out. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, it was, again, right place, right time for me, Yeah, I think. And so that's, I don't know, 3. that's why I feel the way I feel about Lightyear, being attached to Toy, Toy Story. Toy Story 4, too. Yeah. It's a great movie, but I get what you're saying about Toy Story 3 being the tippy top for you it is i think it's again i think it's the pinnacle of toy story not the pinnacle of pixar that goes to ratatouille for me when's (laughs) so random watched when's the last time you watched ratatouille it's been a while i it was never a a thing for me like it is for you i feel like that is time to revisit ratatouille i I guess so you i must be because the way that is that it's you're a talking about it film that just I, and no one talks about it no one talks no. about ratatouille i feel like you're, maybe you're the only person that feels that way about ratatouille no it's I'm not, not a bad not. movie there's a, there's a, by any means there's a small but dedicated portion of the population <laughs> of the united states who agrees with that you that believes that ratatouille is the best pixar film ratatouille makes me cry you know what i'm Every gonna time. sit down i'm gonna take time out of my busy schedule and i'm gonna watch ratatouille front to end in one sitting and watch it with your kids i'll watch it with my kid i mean maybe they're crazy i feel like i have to give it my full attention and then i'll i'll check back with you and we can discuss 
Such a fine film. You know, if, if if we had prepared a little more, we could have ranked our top five Pixar films. I, I think I said mine too. Ratatouille, Wally, Incredibles, Up, Toy Story 3. That's probably it. Yeah, right only there. like but, one or two of yours are mine. But Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. Why are Do we you even have cars friends? in yours? No. Okay, good. No, yeah. That's good. I mean, it's a good movie, but no. It's fine. I've never seen it all the way through. <laughs> oh, well, then you can't, Is that you can't judge it. I've seen it in pieces, like like piecemeal. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I've but seen That's how I watch most I of my don't movies. Care. But... It, makes, it makes me fall asleep. Anyways, <laughs> that's all the time we got. We want to thank you for sticking around to the end of this episode of The Media Files. And thank you again, Reagan, for taking your time and being here with us this week. Thank you for having me. This was fun. The Media Files is provided by RPGera.com. Technical assistance is provided by Brian. The producers are Jexak and Zanku. I'm on Instagram at Brewstuff. That's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H. Or at the RPG Era Discord with the link in the show description. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to. And until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later.